0: <laughs> <Ta-na-na>. <laughs> I was going for falsetto. Yeah. <laughs> Girl. Girl. Before we get to anything else, you guys, every single show, live show yeah. we have coming up is sold out. Get out of here. Except for the Pride show. Our New York City shows in February are sold out. Our Chicago shows are sold out. Our New Orleans shows are sold out. Oh my god! You guys, come to our Pride show on Saturday, June 29th. at seven p.m. Seven p.m. New York City. Just go to the website. You can see the tickets there. I wanted to spell a rumor that I'm hearing. What's a rumor? This that is you're not hearing? just for the gays. No, I'm going to be there. Well, of course. It's on Pride weekend, the fiftieth anniversary of Stonewall.
1: We're just like going to be full of pride. I mean, it's We're everyone
0: is welcome. That's the whole point, right? Exactly. That everyone's welcome. And it's not just like gay centric. You guys, come and hang. Out with us, it's gonna be super amazing. Well,
1: we are gonna be talking about Stonewall the whole time. That's true. And there will be drag queens there, and you'll be there. And I'll I'm not gonna wear black, I'm gonna wear something rainbow.
0: Alright, it's gonna be pretty gay. But straights, <laughs> buy your tickets. Come on, straighties. Come on. Let's go. You guys, first of all, I want to say thank you to everybody who's reviewed us on iTunes in the last yes. week. Here's what I keep saying: the thing that's great about iTunes reviews is it gives our listeners a chance to tell the world mm-hmm. what they like about our podcast. Our podcast is different, it's a little bit weird, it's for sure unique. Yep. The iTunes reviews is a good place. for people to go to see if they're going to like it. Yeah, it helps us very, very
1: much and we appreciate it. It
0: really does. It helps other people find us. It helps our rankings on the chart. If you have a second, do it while you're thinking about it. Go over to iTunes. Give us a review, you You guys. You can
1: do it while you're listening to this very episode. You could do it right now. And I I appreciate the fact that you're going to if you haven't
0: already. (laughs) Lastly, you guys, Patreon. It's time to get in the game if you're not with us in the Patreon fam already. Yeah. We are this close to being done with Making a Murderer Season 1. <gasps> you know what that means. i write right into count. It's Zellner O'Clock. Zellner O'Clock. TikTok, Zellner O'Clock. <gasps> you get all of the episodes right when you subscribe. Uh, it's all commercial free. Yeah. Join the Patreon fam. We're obsessed with you. Yeah.
1: Someone in the Facebook group, tell us how many things you get when you first sign up. <laughs> it's got to be almost 100 by if now. True, Truly. Yes.
0: That's your answer. <laughs> Guys, this just in. This is going to be a bellless episode. Breaking news. I
1: just asked for my bell. It's nowhere to be found. Patrick's face dropped and told me it's not here. Tom.
0: Girl. Girl. What are we talking about today? I, if I could get my voice into a higher register, I would do it. I don't know what to say.
1: Well, it's fire fraud. <laughs> Dumpster know. fire is more like it, am I right? <laughs>
0: Uh, Quickly, can we talk about why we decided to do the Hulu over the Netflix?
1: Yes, I have very strong feelings about it. Because the Netflix one was produced by Fuck Jerry Media, who marketed the whole thing and came up with the whole marketing plan. And I also, I'll get into why I don't like Fuck Jerry later, because we talk about it. But it just felt like, I know Hulu paid that asshole for his time or whatever. um, But it's not, I don't, it just feels slimy to cover a documentary that is made by the people who made this dumpster fire. Like, I just...
0: I agree. You guys, I just want to point out for those of you who have seen the Netflix documentary, I want to say I did a couple of catering gigs for Andy King in my early
1: 20s. He's the guy who would do anything for water, right? She is the guy who was literally willing to
0: to mm-hmm. get the water.
1: Because some idiot bro frat bro told him to.
0: I know! And I just, listen, I'll do anything for a podcast. Mm-hmm. If I had to get this podcast out of customs, Lord knows what would happen. <laughs> can you imagine a podcast being in
1: customs? <laughs> Where can I watch your podcast? <laughs> Have you done anything maybe I'd know Every creative person who's ever gone home for any holiday and sees the person that they see, who they see once a year. Are you on SNL yet? You should audition. You're funny. You should audition for Saturday Night Live. Have you ever thought about that? I'm about
2: to go
1: to Fire Festival.
3: Could be amazing, could be a disaster.
4: Fire Festival was supposed to be the new Coachella, the new
0: Burning Man. Exclusivity with access to premier talent.
3: It was going to be an experience bordering on impossible. What's the worst thing that could possibly happen? (laughs) This is our world! Oh,
0: God! Oh,
5: Jesus!
2: Nightmare in paradise. There was no
4: music.
5: They were put into disaster relief tents. People started to have
3: breakdowns. People
5: started to have panic
3: attacks. No idea what they were doing. It was also a health concern that there were people literally trapped on an island. It was a shit show. Just chaos and anarchy. It's a great time to be a con man in America. Whatever it takes, we are all in, and let's go and make this happen.
2: William McFarlane created Fire Festival
1: with rapper John ja Rule.
3: You're sitting there saying, like, I have no idea what this guy does, but I'm pretty certain that it's not legitimate. Billy understood what millennials as a generation want.
6: What Fire Festival did prove is that power of influence
3: is real. These guys figured out a way to optimize social media. Almost weaponize it. That's really when it turned to something that became like a significant financial crime. There are people who help Billy commit
0: fraud so that they can make their money.
3: Somebody would post a question, the question would immediately
4: get deleted. People would message me things like, I sold like everything I own just to go to this fantasy island festival. There were never thousands of acts booked and there
1: were never millions of dollars paid.
3: He's engaging in criminal acts and wire fraud. Billy, should we have any concern about the FBI? Uh, I'm not sure. Someone has got to stand up and say, this isn't real. Some people have called you a sociopath. How do you respond to that?
0: All right. Okay. Get us started, girl.
1: Well, this is one of those documentaries where we start at the end like they tell the whole story in about six or seven minutes and then it's
0: like why are we still watching and then we
1: go back to the (laughs) beginning so we're just kind of we meet this guy calvin who's talking about like seeing the festival the fire festival on instagram
3: you see a music festival that exceeds all expectations on a deserted island owned by pablo escobar there was music private planes and beautiful women swimming on an island with drugs Man, that's about as sexy as it gets.
0: My thing is that also, like, just hearing the description of this and seeing the videos of it, maybe it's that I'm in a zillion year old gay woman. Ugh, look, and it looks so terrible. Nothing, and I mean
1: nothing about Fire Festival is appealing to me. No, not a goddamn thing, except for swimming with pigs, which we'll get to. <laughs> But the pigs are the new Galapagos tortoises. We'll get there in a minute. Um, And even that whole, and again, you guys, we're going to say one word in this recording. And we're going to say it a lot.
0: Yes. it's Not by choice. It's a terrible word. The word
1: is influencer. We're going to say it in this episode. I'm never going to say it again. And I'm making an announcement. No one is ever allowed to say it to me again. To quote our Making a Murder on Patreon, say it to me at your peril. It It is is such bullshit. The idea of it is such bullshit. So they're offering like you know it was supposed to be the new Coachella, the new Burning Man. Nothing's appealing about Coachella of those is things. run
0: by a crazy anti-gay conservative, by the way. In case you didn't know, and
1: it's just all about like cultural appropriation. Everyone's wearing like headdresses, like Native headdresses. Like I don't know why going to a music festival means that you have to look and act like an asshole, but apparently that's the thing. <laughs> they're offering a million dollar treasure hunt, <laughs> swimming with pigs. I was like, now wait a second.
0: More about the <laughs> swimming with pigs. So you guys, again, we're seeing like the, this whole movie in eight minutes, and then we're going to really break it down for no reason. Yes. So like, we're seeing all these shots of these like gorgeous, apparently gorgeous, whatever, models. The whole thing is wrapped in sex appeal. It's in the Bahamas
7: on a private island with a million-dollar treasure hunt giveaway. There was swimming with pigs and... Cuisine, unlike anything you've ever had, it was going to be an immersive experience
3: bordering on impossible.
0: But then it's like jump cut to these like kids on a yellow school bus, right? Pulling into the fire festival, and it's FEMA tents uh-huh. and gravel and empty Amazon boxes stacked up, mattresses. You can't see the beach. You like the beach, we will come to find out, is five miles away.
8: What's happening? There's no water over there. Oh, Jesus. <laughs>
3: I mean, this is just crazy.
1: And it, they're so privileged that there's that one queen who's like, oh my God, it's burning. Just like we burned all our money. Yuck, yuck, <laughs> yuck. And I'm like, it really must be nice know, to spend $25,000 at least to yeah. go
0: to this thing. Right away, also, before we get into the real movie of this, we meet this Gia Tolentino who works for The New Yorker and we're obsessed with her.
5: I love her. I see Firefest. As this big snowball rolling down Scam Mountain that has rolled up all of the previous scams into one. The rise of social media, the rise of the Silicon Valley ethos, you know, make it up first, suck up a lot of money. Firefest is all of these things zooming straight at all of our brains, landing straight in all of our Twitter feeds. So we see Billy, right?
1: The man of the hour, Billy McFarland.
0: Billy is at various weights throughout this documentary. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. He looks good is what I'm trying to say. He's wearing like a black suit. He's like getting mic'd up, whatever. He walks into this room and he sits down and then he says this thing where he's like, oh. Nice and dark and ominous.
1: And the filmmakers are like, yup, just you wait, girl. We got questions for you. Have a seat.
0: <laughs> well, I kind of really like this moment in the documentary because I was like, at first it felt like it's, this whole thing is just like disjointed and out of order. And all of a sudden it felt like, okay, there's a framing device. We're here. Yeah. It
1: started. Seven and a half minutes in. Here and by we the go. way, you
0: guys, you can skip the whole first eight minutes because you're gonna see every second of that again. Hulu, if you're listening, I really like this documentary. I you loved guys, it. You did a great job. The one thing that our, our friend Gia tells us is that like the, the whole thing about being a millennial.
5: The millennial understanding of the world is been shaped by extreme precarity. Now people want to construct their own reality with the dream of being successful enough that you are beyond accountability. And Billy McFarlane is the person that is like baked in that oven and comes out fully formed and does Firefest.
0: She tries to paint the picture that all millennials think they're going to be Mark Zuckerberg. That, like, millennials have this idea of, like, you do whatever you want and figure it out later because why couldn't you? So now we get the Billy McFarlane backstory. Born in New Jersey. Yeah. His parents work together. They did real estate or whatever they were a very loving family so says billy
1: sure and this is where we get the introduction to this like computer voice reading because a lot of this is like from court statements or or whatever yeah and so we
5: don't have billy's mom to tell us this we just have her quoted statement i am billy mcfarland's mother and there is much that i would like you to know about my son he was always the smartest.
1: He was the first to finish his times tables. He could swim laps as a toddler and was scuba diving by 10 years old. I'm like, he was doing what? But then I was like, wait, what if Billy's mom's a robot? Because this, this thing comes back, and even super-hot husband Mike was like, what is that voice? God, that thing is creepy. I know, like, yeah. it is. But maybe that's what Billy's mom sounds
6: like. We don't know.
1: So now we get, like, Billy's entree into the business world.
6: My first combination of technology and marketing happened in second grade. I was put next to uh, a girl who I had a crush on, and her crayon broke. I said, if you give me a dollar, I'll fix your crayon.
1: Her crayon broke. <laughs> now Billy, for whatever reason, calls it crayon. <laughs> he defrauded a bunch of people He's in prison for a lot of things. One of the the biggest crimes is saying Cran instead of Crayon. How is Crayon spelled, Patrick?
0: But I say Cran. You say Cran? I say Cran.
1: How am I just now knowing that you're a Cran person? It's Crayon. What are you, a caramel person too, not caramel?
0: It's Caramel. Caramel. Thank you, because there's an A
1: in there. Not unlike the Y in Crayon.
0: Cran. Right. Get out of (laughs) here. Right, it, is, it is, in fact, two syllables.
1: It is. There's a Y in there, girl. Yeah. And so the filmmaker is throwing their shade as he's talking about the crayon. They're just showing close-ups of crayons, being like, you guys, this is what he's saying. If, you, if you're not team closed caption, like our girl Jillian.
6: The school bought very basic internet-connected typewriters. And I realized that this is the best way to market my crayon business. So I figured out the school's administrator password. And I started messing with them. I changed the password and like locked all the teachers out. So every time the office smart was turned on, it would say, for your broken crayons, basically come and find me.
1: Also, just what a stupid boy. He likes a girl, and he's like, if you give me a dollar, I'll be nice to you. Fuck that. Ding, ding, ding. God, problematic from the start.
0: Jesus Christ. He has this thing where he was talking about how, like, w- at one point when he was in fifth grade, he had that was when he had his first company, and he's like, I was a, I was in fifth grade, and all my friends were outside playing kickball, and I was pretending to be a grown-up. <laughs> yeah, like a
1: to bunch people. of idiots, those fifth graders playing kickball. Right. No, they told you you weren't allowed to play kickball, which I do not agree with. Right. Bullying is bad, you guys. Everyone's allowed to play kickball. Yeah. Go out and play kickball. <laughs> Everybody. Whatever your kickball is, go out and do it. <laughs> he was like, my dumb friends are outside enjoying the sunshine and the carefree life of being a fifth grader. With no worries in the world. And I was running shit with my three employees in India. So we get this like montage of him, like he basically wants to be Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah.
0: Which you know, that's cool. I think it's cool if you're like an indoors kid and you like love the internet guy, then be that guy. Great, they run the world
1: now. Fine. Totally. But we you know, Billy started this thing called Splink.
6: You just found a hilarious video,
5: delicious recipe, or even an interesting article online. Now you want to share it with your friends. What do you do? spling was basically a duplicate of google plus kind of vibe
1: like he just found successful ideas that other people did and then tried to do his version of it and they all failed but we were like at the video of like the demo of him like launching spling and he's like oh whoop! sorry shit sorry wait nope <laughs> nope hold on sorry and he's trying to get spling to work
6: <laughs> i'm billy mcfarland the ceo of spling let's see a quick demo sorry a second
0: and he leaves the stage saying, remember, spling it. spling it. Thank you, you guys, very much. Sling it failed. So he tried to get- You guys, don't give it a spling. Don't
1: give it a spling. Don't, don't, a spling. don't spling it. <laughs> don't.
0: So after college, Billy moves to New York. We get this whole <laughs> breakdown about how like, at this time in history, millennials were all poor.
1: That's true. We can't buy a house, but like, you know, all the baby boomers are just like, you dumb, stupid, lazy millennials. Right. I'm like, we all have a zillion jobs, number one. <laughs> and we didn't grow up at a time where you could buy a house for $20,000 just because you felt like it at 22. Right
0: basically what happens is Billy goes out to dinner with a bunch of friends (laughs) and they all because kids are the worst and if you've ever worked in a restaurant you know this to be true the check comes it's for like you know I'm guessing $26 Uh, and eight kids put down a debit card
6: and we all had our introductory debit cards and this idea struck me and I'm like wow what if I can make these cooler
1: He wants to make it not, ooh, that dumb plastic, gross. He wants to make it this cool metal thing. So he, like, orders a sheet of metal from China, figures out a way to copy his debit card. He goes down to the bodega, and he's like, oh, shit, it works. (laughs) So then he calls it, like, the magnesis card, and, like, scam number seven is born. exactly. So then the magnesis, like, townhouse was advertised as, like, a place everyone wants
9: to work. The main selling point to me was this townhouse.
6: This is the main floor. It's really great, the like communal workspace during the day. Then at night, we move all the tables and chairs out of the way, have a lot of events and speakers, parties, dinners.
9: You had this place to go to meet people like you, and I think if you're, like, new to the city, that sounded cool. That sounded like, oh, that's my way to make introductions. But then, like, right away, we start getting the employees who work there being, like, In reality, the people who hung out there were not the people that they advertised.
1: One of our friends is just like, if they could join an out-of-college fraternity, they yeah. would. These dudes are like Murray Hill, East 30s, if you guys don't know about that location. It's like all the, like the, your finance bros that yeah. you can't stand. They all live there.
0: So this is the first documentary that does the work for us, you guys. Mm. <laughs> Do you know what I'm going to say? I think I most certainly <laughs> am. All of a sudden, we're getting a clip of Parks and Recreation. Tom Haverford and his friend have a company called Enterta- Entertainment 7-
1: 720, <laughs> where dreams come to come true.
3: When I think about magnesis... I Think about entertainment. 720. There is no actual business. It's just guys being in business.
1: It's It's John (laughs) Relfio.
0: Make the paper. (laughs)
1: That's where that comes from, you guys. I know. If you guys have been a, a listener of our podcast and not know where that comes from, it's Parks and Rec Entertainment Seven Twenty. If
0: also you don't know the um, the meme, she's the worst. Seriously, she's the worst. She's the worst person in the world. I love how he stops singing
1: and just gets super real about it. Seriously, she's the worst person it's in
0: the world. It's my favorite thing ever. His sister's name is Mona Lisa. I can't handle it. But the whole idea of Entertainment Seven Twenty from Parks and Rec is that it's a business with no job. It's just like a place where people go and nothing happens. And
1: they can't explain what it is. And so right. when you can't explain what it is, it's like it's. A red flag. Right.
0: This whole thing is an utter mess. But, like, somehow they're getting people to believe that, like, what they're doing is magical.
1: Right. So they get money from, like, an actual oil tycoon and a fracker. (laughs) Ding. Aubrey (laughs) McClendon. He invests. $500,000 $500,000 in a fake company that basically
0: doesn't really exist. Yeah, because what happens is it turns out that this guy Aubrey McClendon is a total fraud. Right. And that's basically Billy's idol. Yeah, fraud recognizes fraud. <laughs> and then Aubrey McClendon dies mysteriously. They say that around this time, Billy meets Ja Rule.
1: Right, now, and you're the derpy Bravo Housewives music where it's like... <laughs> burp, 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 burp.
0: Listen, I need you to tell me who Ja Rule is. Okay, back in the aughts, uh-huh. children children gather
1: round for I Have News. It is story time. Time. Um, back in the early aughts, early uh-huh. 2000s, probably 2002, Ja Rule was super famous for a time for making these pop songs with some, a woman named Ashanti. Okay. And they would do these duets, and so Ja Rule would just, like, Ashanti would come out and sound, like, all sexy and sing, and then Ja Rule would just be like,
8: What would I be without my baby? Don't <laughs> my
1: baby. And Ashanti would be like, So baby girl, put on it," And that was all... <laughs> the rage like it was a big deal and fun fact we'll talk about Hamilton in a minute because it comes up I,
0: I was like you will leave it I don't know if you saw my Insta story when I first watched this but no. I was like Jillian's gonna be pissed
1: well here's the thing
0: so you guys Helpless in Hamilton is based is written and
1: based on those Ja Rule Ashanti songs because it was like the woman and the guy and they were like it was flirty and whatever and go listen to because I know you guys all have it downloaded it on your phone don't you listeners of this podcast the Hamilton cast album where in Helpless where Lynn goes as long as I. That is an actual, actual jaw rule impression. (gasps) Lynn has said it in every interview. All
0: right, you guys, listen, we've done this before, but we're making it the palate cleanser today. Yeah. So we're doing the real Sorry, little mermaid. Yeah. (laughs) You're out. (laughs) Helpless is in. But yeah, so Ja Rule was famous
1: for like a little bit, and it was like, but for that thing. And so he thinks, if you were listening to this, which girl, I know you are, um, he'd be like, I do so much more than that. No. No, it's just you and the Ashanti. They're actually on the Hamilton mixtape doing their version of Helpless. Are like, you serious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't believe you didn't say anything about my Ja Rule impression.
0: Your Ja Rule impression is really great. <laughs> what but would I, I is- be without my baby? <laughs> baby? <laughs> so Ja Rule. Let's get this. Ja Rule. How do you say it? Ja Rule. Ja
8: Rule. That's Ja-rul, my favorite thing You guys, ever. my friend
0: Ja Rule and I. So so Ja Rule
1: like, has had a lot of legal issues right. that he thinks is hysterical.
0: He's on Whitney Williams.
1: He's talking about his gun charges, the quote tax stuff, <laughs> all very funny to him for whatever reason. <laughs> So he is because this world makes no sense, like Billy and Ja Rule are friends. We don't know why. He has 500000 dollars He like buys Ja Rule's friendship, basically. Great, just, yeah. Great. So Ja Rule had nothing to do with Magnesis, Magnetic, whatever the fake credit card company, but they actually gave him like a fake title so that the, when the lower third would come up on all the interview shows, it said Creative Head. He didn't do anything. <laughs> and when people would ask him, like, hey, so tell us about the credit card, and he's like, Well, <laughs> when you marry the affluent to the less fortunate, You get the birth child, which is called hip hop. And this like this white lady is just like, "Uh, sir, ja, sir, we're talking about a credit card." Excuse me, Jerul? Jerul? Uh, I don't know about this hip hop which you speak. I feel like it's in urban areas which <laughs> my husband tells me specifically to stay out of. We're talking about a credit card which I know a lot about, sir.
0: And Billy is just sitting there with a shit eating grin on his face.
1: Right. So now Billy is trashing this townhouse that he's living in and he needs money to pay for it. Right. So
9: now he's doing this like pyramid scheme of schemes
1: to try to get money.
9: Billy started coming up with ideas that we thought seemed at least shady. Billy could get a lot of money quickly when he would try to sell tickets because he would sell things he knew people wanted even if he didn't actually have them.
1: So he's like, hey, everyone, I have 200 tickets to Hamilton. And one of our <laughs> friends who worked at the townhouse was like, no, you don't. And he's like, but I do. And she's like, but you don't.
0: But you don't. Because
1: that's impossible. And he's right. like, oh, it's possible.
0: What he would do is like, let you buy those tickets for $800 a pop or nine, or you know, $5,000 a pop. Tickets
1: he didn't have. Right. The day of the show, y'all, people would be like, TikTok, you told me that I would have these tickets. He would then buy tickets himself on StubHub, meet you in front of the Richard Rogers Theater, and hopefully the beeper scan beeps and it's not. <laughs> Not, right. He wasn't scammed by the subhub
0: right. scalper. I'm just telling you, when I saw this the first time, I was like, oh my God, leave Hamilton out of this. Leave him. us some alone. Jerule, some <laughs> things are sacred. Jerule, <laughs> sir,
1: he should know better. He was friends with land. I know. How dare you, Jerule? <laughs> So then, it's like he he would use the Hamilton money to pay off the Beyonce scam, and then suddenly it's like, oh shit! I need Super Bowl tickets because I'm in a I'm in a, a pool of debt right now. I have no idea how I'm going to get out. Ah, we'll just mess with the Super Bowl. <laughs> which That's, I totally don't even know exactly
0: what the super bowl the is. The super bowl is it's bowling. It's when you go It's bo- when you go, yeah, you oh. go to the bowling alley and you bowl really fast. And you wear those shoes. I yeah. see. And people buy tickets to so what is popular. Oh okay. Yeah. Okay, so at this
9: point the, our friend who works at the townhouse is saying like I found out some of our coworkers were working on a side business for Billy and we kind of were like, "Hey, like that doesn't feel right." So Billy gets
1: on some Private jet, it looks like, or at least the footage is is making us think that it's a private jet. And he goes to the Bahamas. Yeah. And he meets Delroy. And Delroy <laughs> is a bartender at <laughs> McDuff's restaurant. And Delroy immediately gets a weird vibe. And Delroy, after my own heart, is like, I'm just going to get them hammered. Right. <laughs> and maybe they'll spill the tea. Girl, it
6: works.
8: Billy said, Bring out the laptop. Show Delroy what you got.
6: Our picture is simple. We want to bring music on this island and allowed hundreds of people to come and experience the magic at one time. And we were hoping to build this creative center in the Bahamas where maybe our music artists could come and record, their models could come and shoot. And we were hoping to have a year round creative center that was culminated in this annual festival.
2: Also
0: Billy says to Delroy Hammered, he's like
8: Say what do you think? Can we pull this off? I looked at him, I was like, Billy uh uh uh-uh.
1: no bitch <laughs> No, bitch. And he's like, eh, we'll see. I'll see you in a couple weeks. But then we meet this guy, Oren.
0: Yeah, so Oren was a designer with Fuck Jerry Media, who we hate. And right?
1: he came clean. He was like, yes. I was totally part of the problem. Yes. So what Oren did, Oren kind of created the problem. Because yes. what happened was that Billy McFarlane was like, hey, Fuck Jerry, who has a zillion followers. I'm not one of them. Because they steal jokes. So Fuck Jerry and that guy, the fat Jewish, he uh-huh. also had that, that big... Uh, social media account. What they would do is they would go on Twitter and steal tweets and then cut out the at name of the person who made the joke and then... Like Adidas or someone would pay them five hundred thousand dollars to post that, right? And they were stealing jokes from people. And a lot of comedians and writers, like last year, had to come out and be like, "You can't do that. You're monetizing on you're stealing yeah. what other people did and using it to make money." So that's a big reason why I don't like them. But I like Oren because he yeah. doesn't like them either.
0: <laughs> so the Fire Festival goes to fuck Jerry right. and Oren because they are the they are the people who have figured out how to monetize social media.
1: They come up with campaigns to promote things, exactly. And Oren came up with the idea that he's. He's like, I just wanted to stop the internet. And he says something that's kind of like, whoa.
4: Fuck Jerry has to market this thing. My whole idea was like, stop the internet. And so to do that, you have to kind of figure out a way in this time of advertising how to stop somebody who's scrolling at speeds that are like you have less than a second most times
0: and they come up with this idea that can only work one time which is they decide to get all of these influencers these athletes these models these actors they pay them whatever they pay them Mm -hmm. to at the exact same time post this this burnt orange
4: tile that's a stopper that's going to stop as fast as you're scrolling and now i've got your attention
7: We think about visual disruption all the time. You have a ton of sameness in your feed, and something like an orange square creates pause.
4: And everyone that you love and follow is now feeding into it and you're going crazy. You need the answers.
0: It's so genius. And
1: it's so annoying because it's the mystery of like, what is it? Yeah. And because you don't know what it is, you want to be a part of it.
0: Right. So what happens is when you click on this tile, it links to the video. What's the video? Let us tell you.
1: Okay. It's a trailer (laughs) for something that doesn't
0: exist. Yeah. So then we meet this, this filmmaker who's saying to us,
2: I get a call for a job in the Bahamas. What they told us was this client was pretty much here to party. And so we needed to keep it professional and get the commercial out of the shoot, even if things around us were chaotic.
0: They're following these people around, trying to get any good shots that they can cut together to make a commercial for. They don't even know what.
2: It was one of the more ridiculous, ambitious, creative treatments that I'd seen. Included on it was, you know, getting the models swimming with sharks in open water. That MIA music video on the runway with the cars where they're all like riding sideways. We wanted to do something like that with golf carts on an airplane runway. Pretty quickly became clear that it was unfeasible. Everyone kept talking. When are we going to go to the Pig Island? I'm excited for Pig Island.
1: So they go to Pig Island.
0: Everyone was super excited about going to Pig Island. The
1: pigs are the new Galapagos tortoises.
0: (laughs) They have their own island.
1: Yeah, it's their home. Yes. They can see (laughs) if you have good or bad intentions immediately. (laughs) And they act accordingly. Because... They, these idiots who are just like trying to take photos and hang out with them and feed them beer, which ding, ding, ding. Please do not do that. Animal abuse is not okay. But the pigs are just like chasing them and biting them. One of them bites Billy in the balls where I'm like, yes, bitch. So I'm like, yeah, I have it in my notes. Yes, piggies. They are just like, get the fuck out of here. They
0: chase one of the models out of the boat. You see her fall. The whole
1: idea, he goes, it reeks of a disconnection from reality.
0: So the whole thing about like Pig Island and this whole time that they're in the Bahamas, they're making this video that when you click on that orange tile, this, that's the video that you see. Right.
5: And and our girl Gia, who we're obsessed with, tells us... The promo video was perfectly generic fantasia of what an Instagram come to life would be. It was nothing but backdrop, like montage-friendly bliss.
9: The boat is going across the blue waters of the Exuma, and all these like really hot models are like dancing around, and then there's just random white guys there for like who knows what reason. And she also
1: says, Um, this is supposed to happen in like three months. She's like, Ask any wedding planner you know. I know. Any event planner <laughs> would be like, This is impossible. And Del is like, Hello, I said that when I got them hammered.
0: So now we're, we cut back to Oren, and like after this like burnt orange tile that links to this video has launched, he's saying that like all over the world, these influencers. influencers. Influencers are begging him to go to this thing.
1: Right, because other influencers are going to go and I have to go. It's just, can you imagine that being your life?
4: No. People would message me things like, I quit my job because my boss wouldn't give me time off. I sold, like, everything I own. And just listing all these crazy actions that they took just to go to this fantasy island festival. But there was nothing built.
0: We're four months out and there's nothing built. There's not even a location. No. And that Pablo Escobar Island thing, it's not real. They don't own that island. Right. So now they
1: have to go island shopping because (laughs) that's a thing. Um, And so then we just sort of get spoken down to so much by so many people in this documentary because they're like, buying an island is a detailed process. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, no shit.
3: In the Bahamas, buying an island uh, is sort of an involved process under a truncated time frame. If you had all the money in the world, It takes several months, if not years. You don't buy an island in February to then host the party in April. That is an impossible thing to do.
0: So Billy gets in a plane with a cook. No shade to the cook. I was a cook for a long time. Mm -hmm. But apparently this cook claims that the perfect island is actually called Great Exuma.
1: Right. I don't know how they land on this. They just do. It's like we're just (laughs) here now. Um, And it has some infrastructure, like a hotel and an airport, but it looks nothing like the trailer. It's all rock. It's
0: barren. It's barren. There's no beach. The beach is five miles away. They are on this section of this island where the Sandals resort is in the Bahamas. When they when they published the island where this resort's gonna be, they've just taken this one little section and made it look like its own island. And this one guy who's like this investigator who's not taking this shit no. lying down.
3: It's like when they posted the photo of the island, it's like here's Fire Island. And I found that this is a parking lot on an undeveloped portion outside of Sandals Emerald Bay Resort. If you Google Sandals Emerald Bay, you will also find Fire Island. It's this-
0: Barren concrete rubble wasteland that on the fire festival site they've made look like this tropical paradise
1: and the thing is Billy chooses for whatever because he's such an idiot and he is uh, so ridiculous but he chooses the same dates as this family regatta everyone Delroy everyone on in the Bahamas is just like this is bigger than Christmas right
0: the organizer was told this is not the right time to do this problem is with this regatta there's not going to be any cars there's not going to be any hotels it will be difficult to host thousands of people for the festival any other weekend except for the one that Billy picked when all these thousands of people showed up there would have been places for them to stay cars for them to rent, houses for them to, to Airbnb. Right. But because he picked the busiest weekends on this island in the entire year he was setting himself up to fail.
1: And it's not only that he was like oh I didn't know that I wish I would have known everyone was trying to get him to pay attention and he was just like "Oh, it's gonna be fun.
0: Let's go jet skiing. So back on the island, at this point, they don't cancel the festival. Everyone's saying cancel the festival. They don't cancel it. No. So they're selling general admission passes for like
3: $1,000. And people are buying those. But what I think Billy figured out very quickly was that there was not going to be able to throw this festival with the number of people that were buying GA passes for the cost that he thought it was going to be. And so ultimately, they just said, well, it sold out. So the only thing that you can buy now are the premium passes. All of a sudden, they're selling
0: villas. There's,
1: these exclusive packages. If you want to come here, you miss out on, on general admission. Right. But now the Dolphin Villa is available for $25,000. Then they're
0: selling $280,000 packages for the weekend. Yeah. Like, Billy is once again back to the Hamilton, back to the Beyonce tickets. He's selling things he doesn't have. He's got a
1: scam to pay for things that he exactly. agreed to pay for. And then
0: we find out that like what this whole festival was meant to be was this was like a promotional thing for this app that he and Jaule. <laughs> I can't say it the right way. Ja
1: Jo. Rule. Ja. Rule. ja- it's a hard J, Ja so Rule.
0: J-A-W.
1: No, it's J-A space rule, Jaw okay. Rule. Okay,
0: what, what, what this festival was meant to be was a promotional thing for this actual app, this Fire app that he and Jaw rule. rule were working on together. And actually, this app sounds really interesting to me. It's a great idea.
3: <laughs> the Fire app is a booking app, so you can rent out celebrities to appear at your events. And I think this was sort of the Tinder for booking talent you'd swipe right and make an offer on coldplay and coldplay would either accept and swipe right or swipe left on you and then you guys would be linked and then you know you know you'd have them playing at timmy's bar mitzvah
1: I wonder what Coldplay's manager has to like about your profile to be like, <laughs> I'm going to swipe whatever way to like agree that maybe we can have a conversation about it's Tibby's bar as right. our
0: friend Calvin says. So then this guy Calvin, who's been one of our talking heads this whole time, he creates
3: this Twitter account. It's basically at Fire Fraud. Yes,
1: it's exactly at
3: Fire Fraud. And the more money people were spending on this thing, you know, the more I felt like, hey, someone has got to stand up and say, this isn't real. And so... I created the anonymous Twitter account, uh, Fire Fraud, and I just started posting what I knew to be factual.
1: And then he goes even further, and he's like, this is getting crazy. Like, I have to do more than just tweet about it. Yeah. He reaches out to the Wall Street Journal, and it's just like, I need to stop this, writes this op-ed or whatever, or talks to a journalist, and they write an article about it. And he's like, cool. Did my civic duty? Yeah. I'm stopping this. There's no way it can continue. I'm going to sleep tonight.
3: And I was wrong. They were unfazed. In fact, that they were only emboldened, they hit back with a counterpunch of what can only be described as a social media blitz. Somebody would post a question on the thing, the question would immediately get deleted. They were so good at silencing the dissenters that I'm screaming this from a rooftop and there's no one listening.
1: And then Delroy's like, then they ordered, get this, $2 million worth of booze. And I'm like, Delroy? (laughs)
0: i will not be judged there
1: are a lot of things wrong with this okay but pig island and the two million dollars worth of booze do not come for me delroy okay i feel very seen and not in a good way but the point was that you guys the bahamas like you have to go through customs and there are customs taxes so with the two million dollars worth of booze there are nine hundred thousand dollars added onto that in taxes and billy's just like Eh, It's totally fine. It's totally fine. I've been lying my whole life. It's going to be great.
8: Who
9: the fuck orders $2 million worth of booze, though?
1: We needed it. We needed every last drop. How dare
9: you? (laughs)
1: So now you guys, were a couple weeks out, three weeks out or so, and now we get like a countdown where it's like three weeks, two weeks, whatever, and we blow through this really fast, which we love.
0: But Billy (laughs) does this thing where he's like short on cash and he's like, what can I do now? Oh, let's tell people this is a cashless event. Right. We're going to, you have this wristband and you have to put money on it.
7: The directions in the email said you were required to put something on it. We recommend at least $300 per day. People ask me, are those red flags? Then I thought, I don't know. I've never planned a music event before
1: like Coachella does this this is a legit thing so that's why he's gaslighting people because people are like wait other real festivals do this that scam raised two million (laughs) dollars people loading up their wristbands in advance
0: so now we're 14 days out and this goes fast yeah it's like lots of people were stressed out no one's being paid the job sites shut down because they haven't paid insurance now we're seven days out. It's a week before the festival. Everyone seems to know it's not going to happen. There's
1: no stage. Nothing is up. It's the barren wasteland they landed <laughs> on. Like, the plane wheels down. It
0: looks the same. Seven days out. Five days out. The contractors are begging for more time. There's no radio communication. But Fuck Jerry's still posting, like, can't wait to see all you gorgeous faces. Four days from now, you're going to be dancing on the beach. So now we're one day out
1: And we're talking to all of these people Who were actually doing the heavy lifting Literal heavy lifting Yeah like the local workers Who did get paid And the real victims of this whole thing They work through the night Suddenly it starts to rain And not just rain
0: It's monsooning according to this queen
1: And one of our friends is like
0: I thought to myself This is an act of God And
8: you know it was kind of like
2: That's it That's,
4: That's it It's two hours from now we're fucked.
0: It's the day of the show, y'all. <laughs> so now, okay, you guys, this is ridiculous. This is all from the beginning of the movie. But now we were, like, traveling with these, quote, influencers uh... on their <laughs> Oh. on their way to the festival. And we see all these like young kids being like, we're headed out, y'all. It's either going to be amazing or it's going to be the worst.
1: I've never been so happy. <laughs> I'm so happy to be there. <laughs> but
0: like immediately Idiots. it all starts going wrong. And this one lady influencer, because they had all been promised private planes and whatever, she's on like a jet blue flight. And she says,
9: All right, we are here in the private jet. <laughs> It's actually worse than like really like being like low, low economy.
0: class. <laughs> this is worse than like the lowest economy. The
9: low, low,
1: low, low, low economy.
0: This woman was, it was not what she was expecting. It was, and not, it was not to her taste. No.
1: And at this point, they're like about to take off. Yeah. And they're all getting emails where it's like, hey. So just, like, FYI, we're still setting up. So when you (laughs) land and it looks a little different from the trailer, bear with us, girl.
0: So they get to the island, and, like, we find out that they had smartly, like, the first three plane loads of people were actual influencers, and they sent them to, like, an actual resort on the other side of the island.
1: Like a distraction party. Yeah, Like a side party.
4: This is weird. This already seemed like a nosedive. You could tell everyone's like, all right can we go do the thing like now planes are landing and people are showing
1: up
0: so they finally like load them up in yellow school
1: buses i mean people are and thank you closed captions i mean they are straight up sobbing cuz it says in parentheses like woman sobbing she's like <laughs> And then, and then our queen is just like, and look, can we burn it at the end? Just like we burned our money, yuck, yuck. And well, I'm like, okay.
0: What happens is they pull around like the bend and they come into the worksite. You guys, it is unreal. There's no bed in that tent. There's no bed in the tent. <laughs> Everyone's
8: like, this is funny.
7: It was just gravel. Mattresses stacked up along the road.
2: I mean, this is just
3: crazy. There's like 50 tents that are ready, and all the rest aren't.
1: It looks like what should have happened. It looked like they were a bunch of volunteers to go help out this disaster relief fund. Yes. <laughs> Only they were these dumb, privileged idiots right. being
0: like, How do I
1: even? Will my filter even work here?
0: The other thing, though, is that when you see these tents, I was like, "What's wrong with these tents?" Everyone's like, "They're FEMA tents." Okay, fine. Right, but they paid for the Dolphin Villa. Right. (laughs) That's
1: that's the what's wrong with them. Like, if they paid for the tent, fine. Right. But they paid for the Dolphin Villa. That was twenty five thousand dollars. But
0: it's also like they're saying like there's mattresses stacked up, there's Amazon
7: boxes everywhere. There's the one thing that they're all like, well, there was plenty of liquor. There was plenty of liquor. There were just pallets of liquor bottles. Sitting next to kiosks that said bar. And I right. was like, well, this festival sounds amazing. I don't know what everyone's complaining about.
1: Yeah, let's everyone, <laughs> there's good and bad here. <laughs> <laughs> the swimming pigs who don't have time for your shit.
0: So everyone seems to sort of be like, oh, this is a shit show. But everyone's maintaining their cool. Like, and
1: no one can can believe it's even happening. Like, it But they're was... not,
0: like, throwing themselves on the ground and screaming and crying. They're like, well, I guess... No, they're,
1: they're Insta-storying it. They're making sure 100%. their angle, they have the camera up, no double chin, yeah. right filter. <laughs> but And it's so funny because all of the footage is from people's phones because they fucking Insta-story the whole thing. It's 100%. so ridiculous. It's true. They're just like, let's not worry about getting home. Is that find your light find your light like enough do the duck face so
0: this one guy this like PA or whatever is talking about how like he was doing they were like well it was a nightmare but we were doing a really good job getting people to tents and then Billy McFarland stands up on a table and literally is like everyone go find a tent every person for themselves
7: and
3: everyone's just running it was just this
7: mad dash to claim your tent shit it was definitely a state of panic they're just telling everyone it's a free-for-all to so just find an empty tent and grab it.
0: So this whole place is pretty fucked. All right, so now we're back to modern-day Billy in the interview, and Billy is saying this is the most ridiculous lie. The interviewer is like, so what
6: happened? And Billy's like... We had 250 houses rented for millions of dollars with paper receipts and pictures of every house.
7: Why didn't beer gas get to those houses that you
6: rented? We had a box of physical keys, cars to take people there, and maps for every single house and the box of keys, uh, unfortunately, it went missing.
1: And the filmmaker's like, <laughs> You lost keys to 250 houses worth millions and millions of dollars?
0: You lost a box of keys to $2 million worth of houses? Mm-hmm. So why didn't you tell that to the guests?
1: And it's just like, crickets, <laughs>
0: crickets, because that's a lie too. Okay, this is one of my favorite parts. All of these influencers are like, well, whatever. We're going to turn around and go back to the airport. We're going to try to leave. They get on the plane to go back to America, and they these bitches cannot figure it out. The manifest says there's 111 people on the plane, but the head count is 112. Because
1: someone, literally that joke of like, can you fit me in your luggage? Right. <laughs> some like stick thin, size double zero model. That's me. That was you. You described who, me. Who was in some other-
0: Me and a bunch of co-influencers uh. went down to the
1: Obama. So because it doesn't match the manifest they're like everybody out. Yeah. Then they like put them back in, in like the airport and padlock them in. <laughs> they are hammered, <laughs> they are tripping, <laughs> they are mad, they are scared. Their phones are dying. If I didn't put it on my Insta story, did it
0: really happen? But then they cut to this one guy.
7: One guy passed out, and they had to take him to the hospital.
0: This guy is gray. This guy looks... This guy's overdosing. He looks like a corpse. The yeah. color of his of his body is ash gray. Right,
1: and then it's like a zoom-in Insta story of like the padlock. The thing where it's like... Doo, do, 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 do. Like the lovey zoom-in. So then they let them back on the plane, right? After uh, whatever. Then, because of uh, FAA regulations, the crew has to go home because they've been working so long. They kick them off the plane again. The the pilot goes,
0: we have bad news. Ladies and gentlemen, I got some bad news.
1: They're like, I, this is the worst trip ever. Uh, Literally trip and trip and trip. Like, I paid $6,000 for this pure MDMA. Yeah. As people are trying to get the hell out of there, Billy sends a mass email. Hey, day one was a rough start, but stay tuned. Day two is going to be awesome. And they're like, girl, we probably will die on the way home. Like, how do you even trust that plane? But then
0: it cuts to one of the influencers, and she's like, look at
8: this kitchen.
0: We actually did have a villa. We felt real bad. We felt super bad about it. We felt
1: so bad, and then she giggles. They cut to her. And she's like, <laughs>
0: they cut to her dancing in her in her villa. Yeah. So all of a sudden, we're done talking about Fire Festival 2017
1: because it's sued for a hundred million dollars in damages, and some talking head who was like, "That's
0: a large number."
1: Thanks, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's a large number.
0: But now Billy, Billy is just like in LA and it's like, we're working on Fire Festival 2018. We're going to
6: make Fire Festival 2018 happen.
2: We're talking just a month after the disaster. Fire Festival 2018 was the goal.
0: Billy must be out of his mind. Like, I think that Billy had some sort of, like, emotional break. Right. Well,
1: he was banned from the Bahamas, number one. Like, he's never allowed to go back ever, and thank God.
0: Except for the fact that he goes back with Delroy and tries to rob customs to get their merch. Right.
1: Delroy says, robbing customs was on the to-do list.
0: The to-do list.
1: (laughs) Okay, and now Jarul is taking no accountability at all. But then he goes on this podcast or radio show where they just get him hammered, right? And it starts with him being like, "I, I, what? I don't, I don't know." Can we talk about Ashanti in that time in two thousand two where I was super famous? And it ends with him
0: being like, "Fire Festival was totally my idea." Uh. So then, you guys. Okay, we're getting to the end, but basically, in December of 2017, all these influencers who Oof. had gone to Fire Festival start getting emails from this guy Frank Tribble from NYC VIP Access, yeah,
7: offering masters tickets. My friends who had attended Fire Festival got the same email. And I kept getting them. I got the Victoria's Secret, the Met Gala, Burning Man.
1: Things
0: you can't buy tickets to. You're just actually invited.
7: You do have to be an idiot if you think you can buy tickets to the Met Gala.
0: Right. They tell one of these guys live in studio, like, no, that was Billy. Right. It's the most amazing thing.
7: I assumed Billy had sold this email list. Like, I didn't actually think Billy was behind the scenes doing any of this. So he was.
3: Frank Triple was the guy who would talk to people on the phone so that they didn't recognize
4: Billy's voice. Billy so would beat him in a script to read to people and tell people on the
9: phone.
7: You cannot make this up.
0: So, so Billy gets indicted, and and it's very, it's a little bit unclear as to whether he's being indicted for fire festival or wire fraud for something else, or
1: what the timeline is, because yeah. the, the the documentary ends with him in prison. Right. So I don't know what the timeline is.
0: So, but the so the filmmaker, and this is like one of the most poignant moments of the documentary. The I filmmaker says to him, "Has anyone ever called you a pathological liar?" And Billy says, like, I've been sitting here with you for an hour. Tell me one thing I've lied about. He's like, I'll wait. And then we get the Hamilton rewind, uh, yeah. nine, nine, And then it's nine. just
1: like a montage of just, and five, six, seven, eight, lying. Yeah.
5: Okay.
6: Magnesis. Uh, we had over 10,000 paying customers. We have 100,000 customers around the globe.
5: According to former Magnesis employees, Magnesis never had more than 4,000 to 5,000 members.
6: We spent $30 million to execute this festival.
5: But that was not true.
6: We had 250 houses rented. Not true. I spent $5.9 million dollars of my own money.
5: Not true. He lied to investors, defrauded, repeated misrepresentation, deliberate plan to deceive, fictitious and forged documents, a sham, betrayed and deceived his investors, customers, and employees.
1: And then like blah blah blah, we talked to Anastasia who like loves him so much, the girlfriend, like <laughs> yeah. girl, call us. And then he like <laughs> lies a couple minutes more. Then we learned he's sentenced to six years in prison for fraud, for defrauding a zillion people. Five, six, seven, eight. We're done. Bye. <laughs> Are the pigs here? Question: Can I go swimming with pigs? <laughs>
0: we did it we got the fire front you guys this is the most requested documentary I think we've ever done yes Uh, you guys all of our live shows are sold out except for our pride show June 29th come see it it's really gonna be it's gonna be an annual thing it's gonna be amazing yes say you were at the first one yeah get your tickets on our website truecrimeobsessed.com yep and that's where you can get our calendar of upcoming shows our Uh, promo codes for all the amazing ads you heard in this episode our episodes And, and our merch and our merch you guys take a quick second quick while you're thinking about it to write a review for us on iTunes yeah. Tell the world what you love about our show. What makes it different and unique and special and fun? We would really love it. It means so much to me when you do it. Yeah,
1: we appreciate it so much, and it's really helpful to us. So yeah, thank
0: you guys so much. Thank you. And lastly, you guys check out the Patreon, the Pates, as I called it last week.
1: I know, and I love how you were like, you're not gonna like drag me for doing that. I'm <laughs> like,
0: no, girl, do you? Episode by episode coverage of Serial, The Staircase, Making a Murderer, The Jinx, all commercial free.
1: Madonna's Truth or Dare and Queen of Versailles. <laughs>
0: you get it all the second you sign up yeah and coming up next week you guys were doing Grizzly Man yes. about a cute blonde guy who goes and lives with the bears Grizzly
1: Man so many requests for it I can't wait I haven't seen it in
0: forever uh, girl where can they find you at Jillian with a G on all the things I'm at Patrick Hines underscore on the Instagram at Patrick Hines on the Twitter you guys were true crime obsessed podcast on the Instagram yep I am obsessed with the Insta stories I do like four a day I follow us I
1: love it I love the gay megaphone that you use <laughs> the crown
0: yeah the dancing she's lady she's a queen in the I, I know you are and you guys this week the palette cleanser is helpless from Hamilton <gasps> get get ready for that jerule jerule jerule,
1: jerule. <laughs> all one word nope we love you. Thank you, guys. Bye, guys. Loving you. Bye.
0: For 13 years, Timothy Treadwell
2: lived among the grizzly bears in the Alaskan wilderness. During that time, he shot over 100 hours of videotape. Until 2003, when he was killed by one of the bears he had sworn to protect.
8: Here
3: with one of my favorite bears, it's Mr. Chocolate. Hey Mr. Chocolate, he's been with me for over a decade and he's been my good friend. Oh, he's a big bear, he's a big bear, a very
0: big bear. Wow.
3: When you spend a lot of time with bears day after day, there's a calling that makes you want to come in and and spend more time in the world.
2: Expedition 2001, I came here and protected the animals as best I could. In fact, I'm the only protection for these animals out here. Animals rule, Timothy Concord he tended to want to become a bear. Most times, I'm a kind warrior out here. Occasionally, I am challenged. And in that case, the kind warrior must, must, must become a samurai.
3: I think he had lost sight of what was really going on. He got what he was asking for. He got what he deserved.
0: Come here and try to do what I do. You will die. You will die here.
8: We need more rain! Melissa is eating her babies!
0: And ah,
2: Timothy, I'm getting a bad feeling about you. I can smell death all over my fingers. I will die for these animals. I will die for these animals. I will die for these animals. Now the longhorns are gone And the drovers are gone
8: The Comanches are gone This is my life. This How is gone. what I do. I love it. Geronimo's gone He says, if and I don't come bones. back, it's what I want. And the lion is gone And the red wolf is gone
2: and that's my story here. For me, Timothy Treadwell. The kind warrior.
1: Can you imagine trying to be like the DP on that? Or like right. some PA being like, you guys, we're roll we're speed. Right. <laughs> Sound speed. We're rolling. Can you guys just stop fucking talking? And Ja Rule for what, like, just because Billy. Do you mean Ja Rule? I can't believe you said Ja Rule. If I, thank God I didn't have any of my Cosmo in my mouth because I would have spit it on you.
0: By the way, this documentary does a really, we hear the dial-up modem sound that we mm-hmm. recreated beautifully yeah. in one of our episodes.
8: <laughs>
1: you should take the show on the road.
0: We literally are. to are, our show. Yeah. She looks like what I think I look like, tall, thin, blonde. Yeah, but you're not a dummy. <laughs> oh, that is literally the nicest thing you've ever said to me. <laughs> and I mean it. It really
1: should be. Steve, <laughs> you have to, Steve, if you're listening, which I'm sure you are, you have to
0: pack Patrick's bag before he goes. I like you pack believe, his lunch. I Pack the bell. I can't believe he doesn't pack my bag. I can't believe I'm allowed to pack my own bag in my own house. It's weird. I know. In an island once owned by Hitler. Yeah,
1: it's like, ooh, okay, let me filter that. Is that the Hitler filter? It's like, go fuck yourselves. You guys are horrible I people. I know, it's horrible. Cut to some whole guy on CBS being like, they're born in the 80s and 90s, they use iPhones, they're called millennials, and they're coming to kill you. <laughs> so we have a lot to be <laughs> with. I can't do the voice, it's he's just growling. That's the whole thing. He's just growling and it hurts my throat to do it.
8: Ooh. Hey, hey. Island. My sister. Thank you for all your service. If
2: it takes fighting a war for us to meet, it will have been worth it.
8: I'll leave you to it. One week later, I'm writing a letter nightly. Now my life gets better every letter that you write me. Laughing at my sister because she wants to form a harem. I'm just saying, if you really love me, you would share. Em. Ha! Two weeks later, in the living room stressing. My father's stone-faced while you're asking for his blessing. I'm dying inside.
2: I don't have a dollar to my name, an acre of land, a troop to command, a dollop of fame. All I have is my honor, a tolerance for pain, a couple of college credits, and my top-notch brain. Insane, your family brings out a different side of me. Peggy confides in me, Angelica tried to take a bite of me. No stress, my love for you is never in doubt. We'll get a little place in Harlem and we'll figure it out. I've been living without a family since I was a child. My father left, my mother died, I grew up buck wild, but I'll never forget my mother's face that was real. As long as I'm alive, Eliza, swear to God, you'll never feel so. I did with you, I
8: never felt so yeah. 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 I'm I'm down my life is going on. Yeah. Cause I not Big hit. Wait, wait. What would I be without <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> this why he's famous.